Starting the everything. I can't start, I can't get that Snoop Dogg. Love you, Daddy Dog. The Tabadoji. Snoop Dogg. When he started, I don't give a fuck, you bitch. La -di -da -da -da. Your birthday was uh, a month ago. That's true. Yeah. We didn't do a show, so I didn't get to mention Thanks. it. Live <laughs> on the show. For nothing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was a little preoccupied. <clears throat> Newborn. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine how. <laughs> yeah. uh, How's he doing? Good, good. Giant fucking baby. Even bigger than Nolan, so. I know, he's a big guy. He's massive. He's big. Uh, but Nolan's I, hair is bigger. I should send you some pictures of, of Ollie like recently, that. though. He looks like a Cohen brother. Has that Egon hair? He has. He does. He has Cohen brothers' hair, which is ironic because we're here to talk about Cohen brothers. True. But also, it talks like that. Last year, tomorrow, we switched the name to Hollywood Is Dead and started a new show. Last year, tomorrow. Last is January. Or sorry, July 29th of 2022. Really? It's been it's a just fucking been one year. year. This is our the year. year of this show. Year of this title, yes. Year of the show, wow. technically. Wow, holy shit. But I just switched the uh, Lord of Wonderland show to this, so. Yeah, it's been a year we've been doing this. <clears throat> kind of uh, crazy. We only, have, we only have 130 episodes. This is episode 130? It's been on the air for 10 years. No, it, before it was, we I didn't do the show for a long time. Sort of yeah. Thing. So not, we've been catching up a lot, so we're, we're, we're good. Today, though... On Hollywood is Dead, we're going to play an intro. Haven't heard this in a, since last week. And boy, <sighs> isn't it not <sighs> dead. It's dead. I changed that. It's so dead. Yes, we were discussing the writer's strike, the actor strike, and everyone's strike, the Teamster strike when they join in. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit about them because they make shitty shit, and everybody knows it, so fuck them. We don't care anymore. But you know who I do care about? Who? The Coen brothers. I guess! <laughs> do you not? Oh, I love the Coen brothers. All right. So, Dick. I asked you to make an actual physical list for once. Yes. Instead of your usual mental list that you, you'll think of at the last second. Did, did you actually yeah. make a list? I do. I have it right here. Holy shit. Thank you. Okay. I got my list here. Now, there's a caveat. I, I did not see Macbeth. Yes. I am ruling that out. I, I, I don't have Apple TV. And I don't want it. So, I, I might. One day, I'd probably buy the goddamn thing because it looks wonderful. I, I love Denzel. I love. President I love Shakespeare, so I think it's I need to buy it anyway. I will say this, and we can discuss it now. Because yeah. we I have nineteen in my list, you have eighteen. We'll consider yes. your number nineteen a tragedy the, the tragedy of Macbeth. The tragedy of not seeing the tragedy of Macbeth. Yes, we'll just you know what? In fact, let's save it now because we'll go off my list because it was my choice to, to do Cohen Brothers, so Yeah. We'll we'll I'm... consider your number nineteen an NA episode that has tragedy of Macbeth. Right. My number right. 19 that we'll discuss is A Serious Man. Well, my, my, yeah, last on my list is Serious Man as well. <sighs> so you're we number both, 
Yeah, it's a very, very specific style of movie. It's very, 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 very bland. Complaining. Um, you say complainy? Complaining. Is that your way of saying Jewy? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, hello. What's going on here? I, I, it I almost, is. Almost as Jewish as milk. Meet the Fablemans. Oh, no. Almost as bad as that. I'm going to say something. I don't know if it's going to make any sense. Yes. It reminds me. It's like a serious episode of a of a '90s uh, sitcom. Right, a, a '90s dr- dramedy. Yeah, it it reminds me David of like e. if, David E. Kelly. If you did a serious episode of Kirby Enthusiasm, here's the movie. Right. That's what it reminds me of, and there are parts that are genuinely funny. It's it's yeah. in the dialogue because it's Coen Brothers. Yeah. It is. I, I don't hate yeah. the movie by any means. I do like the movie. No, just on the scale of Coen Brother movies, it's the last. It's just this is the least interesting. Yeah, it's like the least. Yeah, it's rank just, the it's times you've had sex, and you're not going to be like I fucking hated it. You're going to be like eh, it could have been better this time, but it's my least worst. Yeah, it's, it's, you know it's but so it's the first time I watched it, I was like, this is stupid. Like this is a waste of my time. Right. I, did, I did rewatch it to get my list in order here, just to see if I liked it more as a, you know as a nearly forty year old, and right. it's a little bit, just a little, little bit. I remember I saw it in the theaters when it came out. Oh, really? I did see it in the theaters because I was I think I was either working at the Arc Light or was, what year did this movie come out? Two thousand four. No. No, after that, you're right. This is two thousand eight, nine, two thousand ten. I can pull it up right now. Yeah, find out for me. Look that up. I'll I'm pull up curious. the Coen Brothers. Yeah, you're probably right. It's 2007, 8. That sounds yeah, right. something like that. No. 2009. Yeah, 2009. So I was around. I was there, so I, I, I went and saw the theaters. Um, back um, when I could do that. Yeah, I'm going to leave this list up here so we can fall back on it. Uh, yeah, okay. it's, just, it's not my cup of tea. It, it's not the best. It's it's not a bad movie, but not a great movie. But you know, I, I I move on. I give it a What's five. Your... Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't. I don't. I wish I, it's a movie I wish I enjoyed more. Yeah. Because I feel like, it, but I also feel like it's a very specific movie that the Coen brothers made for themselves and like right. their handful exactly. of friends. And that's really about right. it. They got the inside right. jokes and that's it. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. I do like Michael Stahlberg in it a lot. He is fantastic. Well, he's great. Oh, Michael Stahlberg's a fantastic actor. He is though. great. He's always good. And this was the first time I ever saw him. So I probably didn't know how to handle him. I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah. He's just like, eh, eh, eh. but then I see my other stuff, and like he's amazing in Boardwalk yeah. Empire. He's fantastic in Boardwalk yeah. Empire. He's even good Boardwalk in Men in Black 3 or whatever. Yes, yes, yeah. He's the best part of that yeah. shitty movie. It is the best part, next to Jermaine Clement. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and Tommy Lee Jones, or, or uh, Josh Brolin. Jermaine Clement. <laughs> Jermaine Clement. Who's, who I I love, because my, my son is obsessed with Moana. So Jermaine Clement plays the, in that one? plays the lobster, and I'm like, oh, and he sings a song. I'm like, yeah, there he is. There's Jermaine. Hello. Okay, Jermaine. Hello. Like it's a little something for me during that movie. That word. Um, what do you have? So you said so serious number, man for your number eighteen, right? Yes, seventeen. I put Hail Caesar. Well, hold on. You're still. In, we're still in eighteen. I gotta do my eighteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Eighteen. Yeah. That's so right. My seventeen. You're eighteen. I'm sorry. My, I have eighteen. And then 18A and B. 
Because I, I did some extra credit. I watched uh, everything they've directed that I could find. Wow. So my 18B oh on the bottom is uh, Paris Jatam. I've seen Paris Jatam, so I guess, yeah, I can include that. Which is f- fine. It was a little scene with Steve Buscemi on a, on a platform. Yeah, uh, in the train. Train platform. Yeah, on the subway or whatever. And some guy tries, yeah. know, starts to beat the oh, shit out of him, and then he just doesn't yeah. respond. And it's fine. It's not bad. It's just it's fine. I liked it better than Serious Man because it was yeah. also three minutes. Right above That's that, Steve was in it. Uh, my 18B or sorry, 18A. I have the Jesus Rolls, which is not technically so. That's why it's not a number. It doesn't count. I know. That's why it's a 18A. Right. I finished it today. All right, that's fine. The first half of the movie wow, is, is today. I finished it today before we did this. The first wow. half of the movie holds up with some of the funniest stuff the Coen Brothers have done. Wow, okay. I'll say that. The first half of the movie is genuinely hilarious. You know, they're all... It's a... What is that guy's name? Bobby... uh, Bobby... Yep. Bobby Flay. No. The guy from Blonde and... There's a ton of stuff now. Why can't I think of his goddamn name? Bobby Carnavali? Yes. Yes. Him and John Turturro. They become friends and then they try to... It's like a... It's a stream of consciousness new movie where they kind of drift from one thing to the other and there's no real cohesive element other than the characters and the first half is so goddamn funny because at this point he's talked him into being his lover even though he admits that he doesn't want to be gay the movie is outrageous and stupid and it's a lot of fun that's pretty funny and then the second half of the movie is so fucking boring and stupid and slow and oh, Susan wow. Sarandon shows up, and she oh. they have a lot of three-ways. But in the first half of the movie, there's Bobby Carnival and uh, John Turturro, and then that French girl from Amelie. What? Audrey Tattoo? They have a three-way. She's in this? And they're all horribly naked and having no. the most awkward three-way. <laughs> no. You oh. get to see John Turturro naked? Yeah. And it is oh it is ah, fucking have, hilarious because it's like her now. thing is she can't come, and they failed miserably at making her come during her during her three way, and they go outside and they're just like like in their shame. <laughs> wow! And then later Susan Sarandon comes involved and then leaves, and her son is Peter Davidson, and he gets out of prison, and then he fucks uh, her and makes you her come. Peter. Peter Davidson, I mean Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson makes her come. Not Peter I'm not Davidson. respecting the fucking guy. I don't give a shit. She fucks, he fucks her and makes her come and they get all jealous and they're hearing it outside. <laughs> it's, it does have its like high points and it is funny, but like the what second does half this have to do with sucks. Big Lebowski? Nothing. Wow. He gets out of prison character. in the beginning and that's it. So this is a prequel to the Big Lebowski? No, no, it's after. It's way out. It's like he goes to prison after Big Lebowski and gets out in this movie. Oh, wow. But it is, I would say, watch the first 45 minutes to, until you see Susan Sarandon and stop watching. I would say confident. You don't, you, you're not going to miss anything from there. All right. But it, the first half is like an eight or seven. I'll say seven. The second half is like a four. Okay. So it kind of meters out to like a six overall. That's why I put it here. Um, and then my number 18, though, is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Wow, that low on the list, huh? Oh, yeah. You didn't like it. I liked a few segments here and wow. there. 
the first one was a lot of yeah, fun. And then I did like the yes, yes, the exactly. going west thing that was completely serious. I did like that one. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed Buster Scruggs. I, I did like that one. Again, this is a list of Coen Brothers. It's not none of these I don't like. Right, exactly. It's just it's the worst of the best, I guess you would say, for the Coen Brothers. Right. And my 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 uh, so my your seventeen, I guess then. That was my eighteen. What's your seventeen? Okay, so seventeen would be Hell Caesar. Yes. Okay. I would say that because it's just it's not. I mean, it's fine. Nothing like modern Coen Brother movies are just. I don't know. They're very similar, but very different i don't know they're all absurd and they're going like full-on absurd but they have a big cast because everybody yeah. wants to work with the Coen brothers so like they have these the, the the movies are okay but what elevates them is the cast but then again even this one was just like yeah didn't do anything right like it's funny there's some good stuff in there but i'm just like yeah i can't get into it as much as the other uh, their other movies okay Nothing personal. so we're going off i think Modern, the modern Coen's just not as much. I, as I do have mine higher on the list, um, but it, it's coming up shortly. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. But right, yeah, right. It's, I saw that. I saw this in the theater. I was very excited to watch this because George. When I saw George Clooney in the Coen Brothers movie, I'm like, yes, right. Because I liked him every other time he's been in a Coen Brothers movie. Sure. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about Hell Caesar in a second. Uh, my number seventeen is another George Clooney movie. Burn After Reading. That is my next one as well. Burn After Reading. I, I I actually hated this movie the first time I watched it. Right. I was like, fuck this fucking thing. And then I didn't watch it until I did this, was preparing for this episode. Right. So 15 years off, whatever it's been. 20? Has it been 20 years? No, I didn't know. No, the, which one is it? Uh, uh, um, Burn After Reading was 2008. Eight. 2008. Wow, so yeah, 15 years. Yeah, 15 years and ago. And I finally watched it, and I go, not not that bad, actually. So I moved There's some it. funny oh, bits. Yeah. There's funny bits. George yeah. Clooney, I think, is fucking hilarious in this movie. He is. His face yeah, is so goddamn hilarious. His, he does yeah, that look. Brad, when he shoots Brad Pitt in the forehead. God damn, it's fu- funniest bits, that's, I think. That's a pretty funny bit. That's literally all I remember from the first time I watched this movie, was he shoots yeah, Brad Pitt in the forehead. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Pitt's <laughs> stupid expression before he falls. That's all I remembered. And I was watching this and I'm like, wow, I didn't give this movie a chance. And that's right. why I wanted to do this episode because we're older now. I want right. to see how it right, holds yeah. up for... But I, still, I love um, uh, John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. He's it. John Malkovich Who is... the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck is this? John Malkovich is severely confused and angry the entire movie. Yes, and that's what makes it wonderful. And it's it's in line with uh you know being John Malkovich, it's right, yeah. right there with it. He's just confused and Mal- like, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> yeah. get out of my fucking head! It's my head. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Malkovich. But I love the, there's a there's a running gag through the movie where John Malkovich is trying to please his, his wife, so he has this incline thing on the bed right. to fuck her right. with, and at one point he grabs it and storms out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's like this little, again, like uh, Serious Man, these little bits that you get. This one just has a lot more of the humor with Frances McDormand. And right, yeah. And she, Richard Jenkins is great. Richard Jenkins is fantastic in this movie. He's playing that love Lauren 
you know, the poor guy loves Frances McDormand. You can't tell her. And He'll so, never. It's like, oh, so it's like, oh, come on, it, Jenkins. Everything he finds out about her makes him go, oh, why do I love you? So much so that she tricks him into going into the basement right. and getting killed. Right. She's an awful human being. Awful human being. She brings everyone down with her. She does a thing where she goes into the Russian embassy at some point. And I'm like, I don't remember right. any of this. But it was all fun this time around. I wasn't, I wasn't like my my hopes weren't high, so I had a lot more fun right. this time around. Why? Well, like I said, like, like I said, when it was Batman Begins, I first saw that movie, I didn't like it, but then it grew on me as time went yeah. on. And now it's like, you know, I think it's one of the best Batman movies ever made. You know, but it just takes sometimes things take need time to percolate, especially like with expectations. Yeah, and like if if you were like a critic reviewer, I think you have to watch it at least two or three times for you have like a real nice concept of it it's like i agree you can't write a review on one viewing i i think that's the trouble of when crit- I, of critiquing when i started this the show i went i'm starting to realize the second viewing is the one you're critiquing right. the first viewing is your expectations of the actor director right whoever it is the this genre you start right. you have all these expectations and you and it really doesn't matter your thought at the end of it that second viewing is when you're going to go Okay, this is. I know what they're going for. I'm not sitting there going, "How much longer is it?" You know, I'm. I'm just kind of along for the ride. The second viewing, and this was definitely right. the case with this. Yeah, where I had a lot more fun the second time around, and I, I I'll watch this again now. I, I don't have that grudge that I have this movie because I fucking mm. hated this movie. Right. Like I was like, "Fuck this one." I hated it more than Serious Man. Right. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but because of the cast, I was so excited for this cast. It's a Coen Brothers movie, and I'm like, this has, movie has everyone. I love Richard Jenkins, and yeah, yeah. everyone's in this movie. And it's, it's just kind of a letdown, and now I realize what they're going for, which is not much, just a little yeah. weird espionage story. And it's, it's always the Coen Brothers thing where people get in over their heads with stories they don't really understand. So it yeah. is a typical Coen Brothers movie. It's just with a new age, and I, I wasn't prepared for that and now i am i think it'll go up on my list more because my next one is hail caesar oh wow okay because you said your number 15 is uh intolerable cruelty or sorry brand for reading right yes oh sorry i skipped one then my next one is intolerable cruelty oh wow yeah okay i saw this in the theater as well i did not see this in theaters but i saw it later life right when i moved to la Literally this okay. within two or three days after going to L.A. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the first things I did in L.A. was see Total Cruelty. One of my favorite parts of Total Cruelty is Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. He's great in it. You bitch! <laughs> my aunt! My honey! You bitch! It's a... He's shooting her. <laughs> he, Jeffrey Rush is great in it. Jeffrey, and he's in it three, like three times. He's in the beginning, middle, and the end. And it's the funniest shit. Yes. And him when he's in the alley with his award, and he's in, he's in I'm in a meeting. <laughs> oh God, so fucking funny. And then he shot at the very end. He pops up again. He's like the director. Like what was he? He's like the, the guy in charge of everything. He was back on top. Yeah, it's like as a producer or something. This is another movie where I get why people don't like it because it is right. like probably the lowest rated one that they did. Is it really? I'm surprised. Well, this one has a, let's see here, 6.3. Okay. Burn After Reading has a 7. Serious Man, a 7. 
Inside Lewin Davis, 7.4. Hail Caesar, 6.3 as well. What about uh, Lady Killers? Lady Killers is 6.2. Oh, there you go. It, you notice how I, we haven't said Lady Killers yet? Well, I'm about it, to. It, exactly. So am I. But yeah. I will say, I really, really enjoy Intolerable Cruelty because it is a complete farce. Yes. It is making fun of like that 1960s set, like love movie with the, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, like the Rock Hudson, Doris Day movies. Yeah. A little bit. And then it's got... Well, that's what it is, yeah. But it ha- it's like this romantic thing where they're both pieces of shit. Yes. But you're supposed to root for them for some reason. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, I, it worked I, for me. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's their Spencer Tracy, uh, Catherine Hepburn movie, basically. It's yeah. Like, it, another good 1940s comparison. 1940s throwback romance. Because they did it before the Hutsucker Proxy. Yeah. Like, they do that. They like those movies of that era because they always go back to them. Like Miller's Crossing has that feeling. Man, it uh, wasn't there. Man, who wasn't Sinister there. version of that, but yeah. Barton Fink. Lady Killers. Wait, yeah, a lot of it has that. But Lady Killers is a takes place in modern day, though. No, but it has is, that. Which is kind sim- of the joke, simple. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. that's it's a remake of a movie from 55. Like they, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Which have you ever seen the original Lady Killers? Yes. Several times. Oh, have I mean, you the original? Yeah, I love it. Was it Alan Guinness? Yeah. We'll talk about it's that very, here. It's very British. Very Not British. too shortly, but shortly. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's, that's my next one is Lady Killers. Okay, so Intolerable Cruelty, though, I, I do love it. And it's, it's, I get why you wouldn't like it, though. So if you say you don't like it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Not, right. not you, I'm just, you know, in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if I wasn't a huge Coen Brothers fan and know what they were doing, I would totally agree with you. But, yeah. So you said your number. 15 is what? Lady Killers. Okay. My number 15, we'll get to Lady Killers here in a second. Um, my number 15 is going to be Hail Caesar. Okay. The, I, I do like the Tilda Swinton double role stuff. All those jokes work for me every single time they did it. <laughs> she plays her own twin. And they both have reporter jobs, but at different outlets. Or uh, Brolin's walking around, and he'd be like talking right, to one yeah. and turn the other ones there, and he's like, uh. "That's right, yeah." yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I love the politics, and I love how he's playing them. Like he has to tell right. one person one story, so they report it this way, but the other person has to tell a different side of the story, so they report. So he's playing both sides of the whole movie. It's a fast talking, right. fast moving movie. It's not great. Yeah, I love. Okay, well, it's it's. it's, it's, it's... It's their Hutsucker proxy in the modern age, basically. It's their 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 love letter to the movies of the sixties, that era, or the fifties. Yeah, this 60s. is like like thirties, forties, almost. Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's the leftover the from the thirties. Yeah, I would say it's like the Spartacus. Dalton Trambone. Yeah. wrote for Spartacus, and he was a you know a commie, and Kirk Douglas loved him, so he had to have him do the script for Spartacus. Which is a great script. Donald Trump was a good writer, but he's a commie, so get him out. I don't want to look at him. I, I guess the forties would be the best example because they're doing yeah, a lot of the, those. Isn't it post war? A lot it's of the, the sailor movies, which was the forties, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I love. There's a scene in that movie that is one of my favorite Coen Brothers scenes, and it's very repetitive. But Ray Fiennes is talking to uh, young Han Solo, whose name right. is, is escaping me right now. 
He's also in Oppenheimer. Yeah, is, is he? He's in Oppenheimer. He's doing yeah. that, and he's going. He's working. He's working. Uh, young Young Han Solo is going. Twas if it were about, yeah. and he's he can't get it right because he's like a country western actor. And then yeah, event, yeah, yeah, and yeah. eventually at the end of the movie, because Ray finds this Colin Brolin, and Brolin's like, "Fucking do it! I don't give a shit." Yeah. And then Ray finds at the end, <laughs> he's just like, and then you see the clip of the movie, and he and, and uh, Young Han Solo comes out, and he goes. If it, it's difficult, <laughs> that's what he says. Because <laughs> he watched that scene for like fifteen minutes, and it it's it pays off so well that little joke. Right. It's difficult to say or something like that. <laughs> it just oh my god, it gets me every time. My wife is even like, we'll we'll make that reference from here to, from from time to time. Right. Yeah. Because that joke was that effective. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some things stay with you. Yeah. Little just, things always seem to. It's, yeah. It's just one of those. And yeah, I love it, funny. and that's another movie that just has everyone in it, and kind of a victim of overcasting, right? But o- overall, I, harmless little movie. Yeah, it was a weird that's fine. red yeah, scare just, yeah. plot line yeah. with a submarine it's, and Channing Tatum that I don't quite understand. Channing but Tatum's a Nazi, yeah. No, he's a he's a communist leader. A communist, yeah, right. A commie. I'm sorry. Everything involving those communists who I'm gonna put this in quotes kidnap george clooney who's free right. to go at any moment right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he can just walk out of there he just chooses not to because they have finger sandwiches <laughs> he kind of likes that he doesn't uh, have to he's not stressed oh. out there so he just keeps hanging out yeah <laughs> that's just another thing i love <laughs> and i like george clooney yeah oh, i, I fucking love george just, clooney he's great and i do hope he keeps making Coen brothers movies because he's been making them since 2000 like i think he's in every Coen brother movie since um, oh, brother, where art thou? No, he's not in a serious man. Well, he's not in that one. He's not. Actually, he might be in inside Lewin Davis. Up. He's not in. Okay, fine. Two. No country for old man. <laughs> I mean, fine. I can. He's not in most of them. He's in two. Yeah. No, but I know what you mean. He. I wish he were in all of them because even when he's serious, goddamn, he makes the movie better. And when he's joking, what? he makes the movie way better. Yeah. Him and the Coen Brothers just have a. It feels like it just a really effortless relationship where right. here's the script. Do what you want, George. You know what's funny. Like, he's a funny right. guy. Yeah, he he started off on sitcoms. Just do what your thing. Yeah. And he just, his eyes, his expressions and his eyes are so hilarious every time I see him in all these movies. Because right. he'll do the, especially Oba the Rart Thou, which we're going to talk about way later. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I got. I'm talking about that. In, uh, oh wow! I don't want to know. That's my next film, Oh Brother. Okay, so that's my number fifteen, Hail Caesar. What is your 14, number fourteen? Fourteen would be Oh Brother Art, though. God damn, I hate you. All right, my I number just, fourteen. I, I, hold on. I don't have a connection to it. It just. It. I don't know. We're. I think it came to me in the wrong time of life. Well, t- again, we're going off my list just because it's second. So right, yeah. We'll get to that, and then uh, yeah. my number fourteen, Inside Lewin Davis. See, I have that way higher than that. Inside Lewin Davis is another movie I watched and did not like it the first time. Right. Second time around, I appreciate it a lot more, just because it's a performance movie, which I'm always in. But yeah. I wanted more out of the story. I still do. There's still money in it. There's nothing in this movie that you can relate to. There's play, nothing play in this that. movie. Play what you got. There's no money in that. Yeah. I can't, I can't help you. There's no money in that. At the very end? Yeah. When he gets to F. Murray Abraham. And then he walks out and uh, Bob Dylan goes to stage. 
yeah, who's, yeah, who's going to make a ton of fucking money off that. It's the, it's the end of, of, of that weird folk music shit into the odd modern pop. The bullshit. mid to late 60s was just uh, terrible, terrible music. Yeah. yeah. But it's all... The movie itself is kind of a drifting tale. Right. But the first time I was like, go somewhere. Come. I was so impatient. I, I, I don't know why, but yeah, it's, I loved it the first time I saw it. I just, for some reason, it just, it, it's, it grabbed me. I liked that one a lot. I am I'm cur- not some monkey. I'm not some dancing monkey oh, here. that's the best scene in the movie. And he, he does it anyway. Two minutes later, he's doing it. It's he gets hilarious. invited into his friend's house, who he's like, who yeah. lets him stay there with a stray cat, who he's just collected off the street. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, hey, friend." He's like, "Oh," and it's like one of those guys who's into the scene, but he's not actually in it. And he's like, right. "Oh, it's this is Lewin, my musician friend." And then he's like excited to almost like present him to his hippie friends. Right. Here's yeah. my musician friend, and he's like. Pulls out his guitar and he plays like three notes and he's like, "Feel fuck this, fuck you," and he just goes off on him. <laughs> that yeah, scene's great. Yeah, and then he just like comes back later and they're like, "He's like, yeah, I'm sorry about that." And she's like, "No, no problem." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on. Well, it's the artist. It's the, the love of the artist. Yeah, forgive them for all the bad things they do because they're always awful people. Yeah, those musicians, especially L- musicians, they're just awful fucking people. Lewin is just uh, really selfish and oblivious. Absolutely, yeah. That's the yeah, that's and that's the point. every line Michelle Williams has in that movie is pointing that out to him. Not Michelle Williams. I'm mean, thinking. Um, oh, is who is it? What's her name? It's it's the girl from uh, Bad Educa- Education. She's a British woman. She was with. Oh, it's uh, Carrie Shay- Mulligan. Sh- Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, they're the same person. Pretty much. You're not wrong, <laughs> but yeah, just for sake of being. Sorry. No, you're right. It's 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 a truthful. It, it is Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, um, but every line she has is, "You're a." F- I love how bluntly she talks to him. That's the only thing I loved the second time around was right. she's like, "You're such a piece of fucking shit." You're such a piece of shit. She's like, "All right, stay in the couch. Get the fuck out in the morning." Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone, he like makes everyone feel bad for him. Well, at the same time, they yell at him, and as soon as they yell at him, they're like, "All right, anyway, go ahead and sleep on the couch." Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that really awkward a, scene where he has that new guy he's with. I, uh, I couldn't follow what the fuck was happening in that one. Like the military guy. Oh. Um, who's also a musician. This, it gets weird. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I think, isn't it? Uh, it's not Adam Driver, is it? Yeah, it is Adam Driver. Was, he that, was that, that his character? Yeah. The Adam Driver guy, yeah. You're right, yeah. I just remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he's got, he's going to space, or so he's going to train to go. Something to space. weird, yeah. It seems kind of, yeah. Well, he had the song, you, you rock to the moon, do do do, go to the moon, and an awful folk music yeah. shit, and I... stupid Lula <laughs> Davis doesn't put his name on. He just gets paid for the session. He doesn't put his name on the album, which he would make more money doing that if he did. But he's just so, he's just an asshole. He needs gas money fun. so fast that yeah, he's... he's just he's not yeah he's not interested. And John Goodman plays a heroin addicted jazz man, which is interesting. Oh yeah, great. That that stuff's that all. Part. I remember that stuff in the first time around. Yeah, yeah John Goodman. Good. I love John Goodman, but but yeah, no, it's such a good movie. And we'll I love when he that. looks below the table and finds out that Carrie Mulligan was the one that was buying all his records. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And he shoves them back under. <laughs> like, like he thought he was selling records, and no, it was just her. Right. Like, 
and, and he hates the fact that he's like a not he's unsuccessful and he thinks he's a genius and i like that element reminds me of myself yeah i mean i think we both can relate to this character honestly like we're both yeah. try to do our like i've since killed this person in my own brain like it's not gonna happen don't give a shit doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. fuck you. Why do you want it? To, no, you don't want it to. You really don't. That's that's it's not even that. It's not, I just want. To, I just would like to work, like just to make something and have people like it. You know, that'd be nice. Yeah, and to be like told, hey, I really enjoyed your work, and I hope you keep going. Yeah, the recognition like, part. Know, I get that. Make some money. It makes you know, just to just to support myself to the minimum. You know, but I don't think I th- okay. I think you and I agree on that. Just the, the yeah. modest amount of recognition would be fun. Would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lewin Davis, though, he's yeah, not going to he, settle he, for anything yeah, less than you're a no. massive star. Like I think right. if someone said you, I love your album, he'd go, "Who fucking cares? You liked it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he, he has to be John Lennon level yeah. of success. That part's fun, and it's not gonna happen. There is some genius in this movie, and I love how simple it is, and how it doesn't give a fuck about getting you from point A to point B in any hurry. I like right. that about it. Yeah, it just kind of drifts, and you're along for the ride. I like the slice of life movies when they're done well. Yeah. Because you see a thousand of these movies done by independent filmmakers, especially like, uh, what's that one film, Focus Features, does a thousand of these movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're just like, who fucking cares? Well, the worst one ever was, what, Seven Pounds? Or what was that? The the, um, the Will Smith the movie? Will Smith movie where everybody in his life is telling yeah. him something. And it's, like, it's just so fucking up his own ass. Oh, I saw that in the theater on Christmas. Uh, Ruined the Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God. That's about... miserable. Oh Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah, that that's was a horrible. miserable Christmas because he kills himself in the bathtub at the end. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what, so is what, your, what is your what is your number, number thirteen? Um, that was my number fourteen. What's your thirteen? Uh, uh, True Grit. Wow. Okay. Well, let's do my number thirteen. We'll get uh, to True, True Grit later. Grit. Hold on. Again, we're going off my list. Oh, okay. What we're discussing. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine, yes. Uh, wow, yeah. you have True Grit really low. Okay. Uh, my number yes, 13 yes, is I, the, I the Lady Killers. Okay. Saw this in the theater as well. Um, so what is that, number three, two that I've seen? So I, No, Intolerable Cruelty, Hail Caesar, and Lady Killers. I'm third on the list that we've gone so, through so far. Saw this in the theater... I really, really think this movie's hilarious. I really do. <laughs> Any thoughts on Lady Killers? <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there. No, it's funny. No, I, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to remember it because I thought I, I didn't rewatch it. But I saw it years ago, and I just was like, I don't want to rewatch that. <laughs> it, it, it's fun. It didn't wow me then. I think it was because of the whole IBS, IBS, like that stuff. Kind of, I was like, eh, it's, it's all right. I don't know. I'm not my favorite, but I did, I did, did enjoy it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I try to like well, every Coen brother. I come out liking. Yeah, it's just I don't love it as much as something else. You know that they've done. Yeah, and I, I think when you get to my top three or top four, you'll kind of understand. Oh, this is this is where you go with Coen Brothers. This is kind of your wheelhouse with Coen Brother movies. I would say my my top seven are movies I watch once every Over. like year and a half. Right, exactly, yeah. Like, they're that good, where I sit there and right. watch them and watch them. But my top yeah. 15, I would say, I watch... Cons- no, top 
12 or so I watched consistently enough. Right. But I would say Lady Killers, not great, but I really do enjoy it. I, I think everyone's great in it. I love uh, Marlon Wayans. Tom Hanks has a great little role there where he plays like, like the colonel right. from yeah. KFC yeah. for yeah, some yeah, fucking yeah. reason. I'm a gentleman, Yeah, he, he, he talks like a foghorn leghorn. And Marlon, Marlon Wayans gives him a lot of shit, which is funny. Yes. Marlon Wayans is, is the inside man in the casino, and he's like yeah. so ghettoed out. Right, yeah. <laughs> he's almost playing the character from uh, a Don't Be a Menace. Yeah. In, in no, that, that's exactly movie, what he's doing, I think. That's I, he's, yeah, that's, that's the joke. I right? really think they had a conversation and they said, you're going to play the same character, because he has like the fucking hair coming out. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, he does. It's kind of funny. He's yeah. also really disrespectful to the old lady he's, who... Whose house they're in, and then she keeps slapping him, and then like right. Tom Hanks yeah. to go, I do apologize. Who was the woman in that movie? The actress that played the the. Woman I don't. The... I don't know. She's. I'm sure she's dead now, but. Well, let's see. She was. Irma Hall. Irma she Hall. is still alive. Born in thirty-five. Oh shit. She's in Midnight in the Garden, Good and Evil. She plays Minerva. Holy shit. Collateral, Ida, Nothing to Lose. She, oh, she, I love all four of these movies that she's known for. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. do love all four of those movies. Damn. Okay, lady. <laughs> she's been around. She's in four upcoming projects. She's still working. Good oh, for her. Still working? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Good she for must her. Bury her. She must bury her fingers <laughs> in the backyard and grow more bodies of herself. Exactly. Uh, hey, my, I, I honestly have uh, nothing else to say about Lady Killer. So what's your number that's 12? Fine. Intolerable cruelty, which we talked about. My number 12, The Man Who Wasn't There. Okay. That's uh, uh, two more up from my list. That comes kind of in the middle. So it's Billy two, Bob. Two, two away. We're two away from Billy Bob's it's, uh, Black and White Fest. It's in the vein of Soderbergh's The Good German, which is the throwback yeah. black and white movie that they did. Right. Just because just they wanted to. And yeah. kudos to them for trying. Yeah. This is way better than the Good German, though. Uh, the Good German's really fucking boring. The Good German is boring. Uh, this one, I, this plot is intricate. This plot involves aliens for some reason. Toward the end, I don't quite know why, or how it pl- <laughs> plays into the rest of the movie, but yeah, Frances McDormand's character is like this sad storyline where she plays like the manipulative wife. And she's been fucking uh, James Gandolfini the whole time, and, and eventually uh, Billy Bob kills him, but she gets blamed for it and gets executed. <laughs> I don't quite. It's a strange little, strange little tale. Again, Coen Brothers, a guy gets involved with a with a dangerous and a dangerous plot, and he has no idea what's happening. That's the Coen Brothers love that. Yes, they do because Fargo. Blood Simple, Raising Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> They're all this, pretty much the same plot, all of them. Hudsucker? He doesn't know what's happening. The guy, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Barton He's Fink. thrown into it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, they love that shit. Uh, no Country for All Men. He has no idea what's happening. He's like, oh, I found some money. And then the rest of the movie unfolds. Right, yeah, exactly. It's very yeah, it's very simple. Similar. They're all this. Yeah, okay, I, I don't know if it's a theme with them. Hail Caesar. Or, he doesn't know what's yeah. going on. Why is he kidnapped? <laughs> okay, He's let's get him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Sure. Even a serious man. Like a bad version of that. He doesn't know what's happening or why it's happening. Right. He's just like, I yeah. just want to take care of my wife and kids. And 
Again, he's getting cheated on. Some faithful wives and men get killed because of it. But man, who wasn't there? Solid movie. Check it out. I love when he stamp, stabs uh, James Gandolfini in the throat with a pen. <laughs> Comes out of nowhere and he just... Yeah. <laughs> man. What's your number 11? Uh, number 11 is uh, Ballad of Buster Shrugs. Okay. Way higher than mine. Yeah, number 11. Kind of in the middle, middle area. My number 11? Uh, Blood Simple. Okay, yeah. And I well, thought I like it would that, be higher. I like but... that. I had that higher. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a fan of Blessed Ball. I like that one. It's very, it's very interesting, especially when it's the first movie, and you watch it, you're just like, wow, this shit is so simple yet so effective, and they know what they're doing with this. I mean, you could tell they're going to be masters from day one, because that movie is so well done. Oh yeah, and it's like a, <clears throat> a movie you would never give two shits about, you know, if it wasn't Coen Brothers. Yeah. Like if it was just some random movie, oh, it's about you know a girl has the money and uh, it's like ripping somebody off and blah blah. But the way and the way that M.M. Walsh is such an awful monster in that movie. I his scenes where he punches through the wall to pull a knife yeah. out of his own hand. Yes, I, it, yes. Could, it will not leave my brain. It's awesome. It's so it's awesome. awesome. No. no, everything about that movie is yeah. It's it's except for the plot, the but visually it's in my brain. Because visually it is, I can see why these guys became who they are. But I will say, compared to the rest, it's one of those movies where compared to the rest of my list, it's below that. It's below that. Right, yeah. But I I love Blood Simple. I really do. Yeah, Blood Simple is good. It is, you should definitely check out Blood Simple. Uh, it It is a fun movie with terrible people doing terrible things and then getting terrible results because of it. It's typical Cullen Brothers. They started that right from the beginning. Yes. All right. Oh, what is your number 10? Let me double check on this one. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Barton Fink, number 10. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second here. And uh, my number... uh, Hold on. The next... No, 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 you're good. Number 10 is Barton Fink. My number 10, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Okay. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to ruin anything for you because you haven't seen it. I will just say, definitely worth a watch. I was very surprised how much I loved it. It's in my. It's in my top ten Coen Brothers movies. Like I didn't. I did not expect that. I was expecting. I turn it on. I'm like, fuck. Here we go. Right. Like the first twenty minutes, I'm like, this is interesting looking, but I don't care. But I'm. I realized at one point, I'm actually following what's happening in a Shakespeare story, and they're 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 talking like the original text. Right. But Denzel. And uh, and and Francis McDormand are so fucking good in this movie, right? And and Corey Hawkins is the what I forget the character's names, but he's in there too. And I was like, God damn, they're good. And they did like a they shot it all in a set, so it looks mm. otherworldly. I can't explain. Right. I can't explain how well, it yeah. looks. It is visually fascinating for being shot yeah. on one little set. Is it Roger Dickens again? Uh, that I can't remember. Let me pull up. I need to go to. Roger Dickens is who they use all the time. Yeah. That seems to be their go-to cinematographer. It's always Roger Dickens. So I'd be surprised if it was somebody else. Oh, sorry. It's right here. I was trying to look for it. But um, but it's hard to look up a cinematographer on IMDb. you got to go into the full cast. One second. Bum, bum, bum. Cinematographer by 
Cinematography. Come on. It is really hard to look up a cinematographer in IMDb. There's... Okay. Editorial, costume, casting, animation, camera, studio, stunts, visual effects, special effects, sound department, costume, set decoration, casting, editing. Oh, no. It's Bruno uh, Delbanel. So Bruno Dobanel did did the cinematography. It wasn't Deacons. Okay. Yeah, Deacons I would recognize right away because you know Shawshank and all that. He has a very right. distinct visual style, but yeah. But this movie is it's camera's not moving a whole lot, but the sets and everything about it just looks it's fascinating because they it looks like it's not made on Earth is the best way I can describe it. Right. But it's it, it works the whole fucking movie. Denzel, I don't know how he didn't win an Oscar for this. It's, um, it, it's kind of a shame. Last year, it was twenty twenty one. Oh, was that Will Smith's year? So it would have been twenty twenty two that he won. So it lost. So Will, that was Will Smith's year. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> oh shit, is he won best actor for the for the Sabrina Williams movie? He yeah, the 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 coach. Because so that was two years ago. Actor. This year it was, was that twenty? Yeah, that was yeah. Was that? Oh, wow. what a fucking waste. Um, yeah, it's Denzel's way. But I haven't seen that other movie, but and and I never will. But goddamn, yeah. Denzel's great in this. And uh, I just watch it as a visual, as a visual feast because it is a whole fucking meal just visually. Because there's some scenes where they're outside and it, and you're like, oh, okay, this is a, this is actually, a, oh no, this is a studio too, and it's like this massive like apple orchard thing, the trees with going down, and like, oh, it looks so creepy because they had complete control over like the sky so they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. It looked, oh my god, it looks so cool. But I digress. So let's go to your number nine. Number nine for me was The Man Who Wasn't There, which we talked about. So I put that number nine. I enjoyed that one. My number nine, Barton Fink. Okay, yeah. Um, Yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's just a different kind of movie. Yeah. It's very slow. It's very, very melodic. It's like a weird character study of an era that doesn't exist in, like it's very much very specific because he's, he's trying to write a boxing movie which he doesn't want to do yeah and it's and it's just like you know he, and you know, just hey Barton yeah John Goodman shows up he's just great it's the closest it's, you're gonna get to a, a stage play of a Coen Brothers movie yeah this could be I mean, a play stage, yeah there's three locations because he get a, like a, he has a couple quick scenes there where he's talking to like a the the studio execs. Like, right. you, you need to finish the screenplay. Come on, and that's it. But yeah. you really could. This could be a stage play. Oh yeah. And uh, it's just a man falling apart, losing his love with writing, and another man finding a friend that he thinks he can uh, relate to, but he can't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Realizing that, escaping, and then coming back to burn the fucking place down. And he gives him his he gives him his wife's head in the box. Yes. 
It is a very weird movie. I remember there's a yeah. Simpsons joke about this movie. Barton Fink! <laughs> Barton Fink! <laughs> We're going to sneak into an R-rated movie. Yeah. Barton Fink! Yeah, Barton Fink! Barton yeah, it's just, one of the best jokes ever. It's a movie that I watched and I was like, I love this movie. Like, immediately. And I couldn't quite place my finger on why and I still can't. It's just, because right. there's not a lot going on, but it's just two characters for the most of the movie. Every yeah. once in a while, some other character will show up for a quick scene, but it's just, like I said, it's a stage play. It's the cheapest stage play you can ever ever produce. It's all dialogue. Nothing much happens, and then suddenly it goes insane. Suddenly the movie's like, fuck everything. Burning it down. <laughs> and that's why it's fun. What's your number eight? Uh, I had Inside Lulu and Davis for my eighth one. Damn, okay. I would put that in the top ten of film movies for some reason. This is where I had True Grit. Okay, interesting. If it weren't for my second rewatch, True Grit would be way lower. But the second, I watched it again for the, for my list, and I was like, I like this movie more than I thought I did. One of those sort right. of things. I honestly yeah. have nothing to say about it. <laughs> well, it's pretty. It's pretty much. Cut and paste the script, the, the book, in the yeah. script, the, the 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 original version. It's essentially everything is exactly the same. I think the only difference is the ending is different. Yeah, the ending. She's an old maid with no arm, and in the in the in the original in the movie version, she doesn't get bitten by a snake, and she doesn't have that issue where no one likes her, and she is an old. The original version, maid. you mean? Yeah, the original version. Okay, with John yeah. Wayne. This and then, see, uh, and then funny because this scene, this movie, the best scene is when she gets bitten by the snake because he's riding right, until yeah. the fucking horse dies, and then he picks her up immediately yeah. and starts running. Right, yeah, it's, yeah. Done, it's well done. And it, it looks, I think Matt Damon kills it for me because I don't like Matt Damon. In this he's movie. annoying. I don't like his character. I don't like him in it. I think he's miscast. And at this point in his career, he was kind of in everything, and I was just like, okay, take a break, Matt. I don't care anymore. He, he was. I I completely agree with everything you just said. He was yeah. he, interstellar. He'd show up for a scene, and then right, you know, yeah. he was doing The Martian. He was just in yeah. everything around this time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's valid. <laughs> the Departed he was in yeah. was a few years previous. He was in fucking everything during this period, but didn't dis- didn't dis- distra- distract me from liking the movie, because I love Jeff Bridges in this movie, and hey, uh, what's her name? Hattie? Uh, Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell, okay. She's great in the movie. Yes, for a is. kid actor, holy shit, she does a stellar job, and I, I, I love it all the way through. And I like westerns though, so if you don't, you're not in the westerns, it's probably gonna be lower. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's just a good movie. I I liked it the first time, and I went, all right, I'm never gonna watch that again though. And then I ignored it, and then I finally rewatched yeah. it because I'm like, I barely remember it, and I was like, right. I'm glad I'm rewatching this because I'm enjoying this way more the second time. Yeah. What's your number seven? Number seven is going to be Fargo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. My number seven. This is going to be way higher on your list. We're probably going to swap number seven and number two here. My number seven is No Country for Old Men. We are swapping. That's yes. Exactly right. I figured as much. That is correct. That is we correct. have discussed our Coen Brothers movies, and I remember your list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We did our loose memory list. Uh, but yeah. yeah. No Country for All Men, fantastic fucking movie. And again, this is the top ten is, is whatever your preferences are. You can't go wrong. Right, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a fantastic fucking movie. I love the fact that you don't really see what's going on in the movie. It's just you're watching these psychopath characters or these confused characters just go through the motions. If I could, that's how I see it. Well, and the set, the sound on that movie, the sound design on that movie is absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Cinematography, the, fantastic. The shotgun with with the. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful, and that was not that was not a real thing. The shotgun silencer has now become a real thing because of this movie. Well, they it's, actually made one. I think the idea was it was not just a shotgun; it was a cattle prod. He made yes. shoot projectiles. I think that's what he they were did. going for. Well, he he has the he has the um, the cattle prod where he just shoots a shoots yeah. a pin through your your head and kills you instantly, basically. And fucking, I mean, Anton Chigurh is the, the greatest, one of the best screen villains ever. I would say top five. Top five, absolutely. Javier Bardem is fucking awesome. We did our villain list. I didn't put him. I don't think that hot because I was kind of doing a. I wasn't really doing like my series. I don't know. I got put right, yeah. Cameron Diaz from from Skies number one. So you know what I mean. Uh, Cameron Diaz. But that scene. The, okay, this movie comes down to two scenes for me for Anton Sugar. Sugar. One of them is the the elderly gas station patron, or yes. not patron. The, the 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 guy who's running the cash register. Right. Yeah. He makes him flip a coin. And he goes. I need, I need to know what I'm betting on. He goes, All everything. It's <laughs> like, but I, I don't, I don't, and he never understands it. And he's like, he lets him live because he happened to win and the guy yeah. doesn't know. He's like, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> but then the next scene, we figure <laughs> out how serious it was because the next scene I want to mention is when he's doing that with, with uh, James Brolin's wife. Yes, yes. And he's in her little trailer in the bedroom. It's like this little closed off. Like, it is not cinematic at all. Yeah, that's what... That's what... Oh, that's perfect scene. And she's like... uh, And she she loses. And so he kills her. And you're like, oh, man, he almost killed that old man from 45 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You realize how much that meant now. Yeah. I love it. It's... it's... You had a chance to say... Maybe when you didn't take... And all because I'm not gonna call it. All because Brolin stumbled upon a crime scene and took the money. No, okay. The reason Brolin gets in trouble is because he felt bad. He went back to get the guy met water like four hours later, and that's when they caught him. And that's when he's fucked. If he never goes back, he gets that bag, he opens it up, he finds the transfer, throws that away. Okay, you're right, Say, but you know what Say, I mean. Good. You know yeah. what I mean. Him going back was stupid. His instructor is there, so they know who he is, and that's it. All you need to do is know who he is, and they go after him, and they're going to get him eventually. In the middle of nowhere, up. Texas. Right, because they're, they're just following his trail, and they know who he is, so it's not, you know, and they have a thousand guys after him. They're all cartel guys. So they have a bunch of cocaine cowboys come after him. And you don't really see much of that? No. Especially the book, though. I would say you don't see anything with that. It is it is cut and paste the book. All you see is Anton. Yeah. And he's like a solo guy, and he doesn't quite have a plan other than I'm tracking this. But you don't really know where he's going next. I don't think he knows where he's going next, other than he's like a dog sniffing in the wind, like, oh, I smell a little scent over there, and so he'll go there. Right. 
Yeah. And that's what makes him so fantastic is he's... He's like a dog chasing cars. I don't want to do what they're Yeah, exactly. He's just like going from scene to scene, and but he steals every scene he's in. Yeah, he's great. He is definitely like... I I honestly would put him in like top three movie villains of all time. Like he's fantastic in this. I love Javier yeah. Bardem. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, he, he is. Yeah, he's pretty damn solid. Yeah. But I love. I also love the the punk rock attitude of following the novel. Let's kill our main character of the movie off screen. Yeah. You stumble upon it by seeing his That's legs, great. and it's like, oh, there's this stupid yeah. button up flannel shirt that's tucked yeah. in, and it's like, wait. You're fucking, you kill, wait, as an audience member, you're like, he's dead in his hotel doorway. And and you're sitting there like after the scene, you're like waiting for the Tarantino flashback and it never happens. The movie's like, fuck you. We're moving on. It's all done. We're moving on. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, it's it's a serious movie. It it doesn't fuck around. And they won best picture. But my, yes, rightfully so. I does have. Blood simple. Can I say one last thing? It has yes, one of my favorite lines from a movie ever that sticks with my brain. Um, where Tommy Lee Jones, elderly Tommy Lee Jones, is sitting there talking, and he goes, he's oh, talking yeah. about how his dad is dead, and he goes, "When I dream about my dad, right. he's a younger man." And I was like, "Right." When when this movie come out, two thousand. Fuck, when this movie? Seven. <laughs> seven. So I was. 23 and even i was like oh fuck that is a trippy concept right i'm like it's it's trippy to be older than your dad in your dream like that is i was like that is heavy like that really hit me as a 24 year old or whatever (laughs) for some and i was like that is true like i never thought about that concept in my life (laughs) if you all leave your parents if you dream about them you're older that's weird just a thought i had sorry no, it's interesting. It's fine. Yeah, go ahead with your number six. Uh, Blood Simple. Okay. Much higher. I, I like it. He uh, deserves it. Blood, Blood Simple is the first movie. And I, I didn't watch that one until years later. And um, when I saw it, I was like, I was really surprised at how good it was. Like with the Eminem Wall scene where he, where he stabs, you know, he just stabs his hand to the wall. And he has to basically break a window to get to it. And run it. Just great shit. Great makeup effects. For that, you know, for them being a no-budget movie, and Francis McDormand's great in it, and it has that guy from Life Force in it. He's, for some he's, reason, he's, he's in a bunch of movies in this era. M. Emmett Walsh is in the bathroom. For yeah. Francis McDormand's on the other side of the wall in the living room. There's a window here for her, window here for him. He's reaching around trying to grab her. She right, stabs yeah. his hand. He yeah. has to punch through the wall and yeah. pull the knife out of his own hand. It is. It sticks with me to this day. Yeah, it's very well done. Oh man, it is brutal. Uh, yeah, you're. I, I can't disagree with you having that as number six. I, I really can't. Yeah, and I, I felt like yeah, it's, it's like the proper place to put it because it's when they were starting out, but they were still pretty. This is the start of their career. Where this section of their career, the first like, I guess, eight years of their career is phenomenal. I mean, it's just they make great movie after great movie after great movie. They don't stop until about. Well, I would say Big Lebowski '98, and then they did. <laughs> yeah, then it drops off. Then they kind of drop a little bit. Except for No Country. That's the, no country, that's the they, different. They, that's they the kind of come back with No Country. Yeah. yeah. No Country is their saving grace, and then it was just boo, really far right, down yeah. here from there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, to to your point, what you just said, I'm the only one that had uh, Blood Simple lower. 
Because other than that, the rest of our movies are within their first decade. Yeah. Because um, my number six is going to be Over the Rart Thou. And that is a okay. movie I did not like the first time around. Okay. I watched it and I go, this movie's stupid. And I turned it off and I was like, I'm never going to watch that again. And then it just happened to be on. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. And then it like, very, very slowly built up on me. Kind of like a genre of music you're into. Where one right. song just kind of like hits you for some reason in a weird, right? Like it yeah. vibrates the same way you do, and I was like, okay, oh, okay. And I, I I picked up on the Odyssey references like right away, especially with uh John when he's throwing the frog and he squishes it. He's clearly supposed to be the the uh, Cyclops, right? I, yeah, exactly. I picked up on that. Well, John Goodman has a nice John film, Goodman, so he's blind, yeah, yeah. But so, and I was I like, get, I get Big Dan. Because I was thinking back like to the Armand Asante Odyssey yes. made for TV movie. Do you remember that? Right. No, that's a good one. <laughs> so yeah. that's what was in my mind when I was watching it. So I'm like, oh, I'm picking up <laughs> on this. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Again, me and my mom watch TV movies a lot. That's hilarious. Uh, but eventually, it just really, I, my friends were like, you need to watch. Like, Come on, man. It's really solid. Like, me and my friend from high school, my best friend, were like really in the Coen Brothers. And right. I was like, fuck that one. And he talked me into it, and I was like, all right, you're right. And it just, like, slowly wore on me. Yeah. And yeah. now I fucking love it. And it's just fantastic. And, and again, if you have it lower, I get it. But that's it's number six on my list. That's any, good. Any thoughts on Old Brother? Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I think I saw it when I, I just – that song is all I remember. And that song yeah. was everywhere because that and it kind of takes me away from it and out the, of it. it was what is like, it, the Muddy oh, Bottom Boys or something? Fucking soggy Bottom Boys. Soggy Bottom Boys. Oh, my God, sorrow. And it's just like, and Steven Root. Yeah. <laughs> Blind Steven Root. Mm-hmm, yeah, very good. And I just did. My one, my, my always, uh, one of the lines I, re- I repeat for that movie is, I'm a, I'm a Jeffrey Dan man, God damn it. That's, I like that one. And there's no need to curse, son. So all the fun stuff in that movie is him yelling at yeah. uh, John Turturro and... Right, yeah. Uh, oh, why am I blinking on his name? Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's a Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs. Tim, he, he played, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. All yeah. the best stuff is him yelling at them because he thinks he's right. superior. Right, yeah. And then when they think that John Turturro turned into a frog, yes. or Tim Blake Nelson turned into a frog, yeah. goddamn. And then John, uh, John Goodman goes and squishes it and throws it. And John Turturro loses his fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it took a long time to grow on me. So I get if right. you haven't seen it that many times, if it hasn't, but well, I seem to sit down and rewatch it. When yeah, it's. I will say. Yeah. Think of the Odyssey when you watch it, and you're like, I get what they're going for. Last, but... Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, going. To, yeah, yeah, I knew that was the point yeah. of that movie. What's your number five? I'm curious. Number five. This yeah. is where we get into our serious. Discussion. Raising Arizona. Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, Raising Arizona. My number five, the Hudsucker Proxy. Mine's number four. Oh, so we're swapping. My number we're four swapping. is Raising Arizona. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. I knew our top three would be actually top. Turns out your Fargo is way below. Whatever. Uh, Hudsucker Proxy. If you didn't grow up in this movie, you're probably not going to have it in your top 15. Right. I'll say that. You're going to not like it, probably. 
Well, you're not gonna. You're gonna be like, hey, it's too old fashioned. What is this? This is weird. It's like, yeah, I think you have to be a movie fan to understand what they're going for. Has like a proxy. Yes, but it's also, also, I think you have to have grown up on this movie. Like, yeah, because I, I think if you're a movie fan, you'll go, "That's okay." Like it's good. You probably put it like number twelve. No, because I just I, I I watched it when I was young back in the day, but I rewatched it recently, like six months ago, like or not even six months. Oh, ago. it holds up. Two, I'm not saying two this months is... ago. No, I, I, I forgot how good it was. Yes, yeah. like it's very good. It's but I'm saying if you didn't, though. if you're Gen Z, you didn't see this movie growing up. You watch, watch it, it now, you're gonna go fuck this. Like I don't care. Like it's fine. Gen Lower. Z, Gen Z can suck my dick. They don't like anything. They're going to be offended by everything. They're, They're the listen. ones who pay our... Stay up, you and shit! What are you talking about? What's your mic checks in the mail? You know I don't Come care. On, Gen Z. No, it's... Um, it, I think it definitely does help having grown up on it. Kind of like uh, Blood, uh, Barton Fink. Oh, it, it helps if you've seen that movie growing up. Oh, sure. There are yeah. just certain movies that it helps to have the nostalgia factor to enjoy it more. Like, well, I think... Arizona. I think I the reason we like... Temple of Doom is because we grew up on that. Like I think when, because yeah. you hear uh, fresh audience audiences when they watch that, they go, "This is fucking racist and terrible." And you're like, "I wasn't oh, thinking about that when I was a kid." It's like, it's a, just, yeah, it was, it's, it's a, a pussy. it's a creepy movie. That's what I'm saying though. Right. Yeah, this Hudsucker yeah. Proxy helps to have grown up on it. I yeah. watched this my entire. Uh, that came out when I was ten. I watched it immediately. I I love this movie. It's a big room in a big city. Yes. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tim. I think he's <laughs> Tim is playing. Tim Robbins is playing uh, a, a sap who works in the mailroom, and it is very Terry Gilliam's Brazil. The mailroom yes, scenes. It is so Brazil, like yeah. the bureaucracy, and you got to time it. You got to punch in here, and you got to leave here, otherwise you're fired. If you don't do it, you're fired. But if you do this, you're fired. Like that sort of thing, where it's just like these ridiculous rules, and he has to like, he, he's like doing this thing. Where he's trying to follow yeah. the rules, but he doesn't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. And then he finally does it, and he raises to the rank because he has to he has to take the what color was it to the top floor, like the pink envelope, green, the green envelope, was whatever it is. Emergency, you have to take it, and it, it's and like then the, it, it, it supersedes everything. Yes, it it overrides anyone who's on the elevator because yeah. the guy goes, "You have a you have a pink envelope," and he goes, "You're telling He goes, breaks. <laughs> Breaks the elevator glass and it goes to the yeah. top, and then he's like, "Get out of here!" And then it's Tim Tim Robbins going, oh, huh. and he can't get a word in for like three minutes. It's just, a, it's no. a, yeah. It is Paul purposely Newman. making fun of the bureaucracy of major, like huge corporations, and how soul crushing and insignificant you are there. It nails all that stuff. Yeah. It's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be over the top. He invents the hula hoop. He invents the frisbee. For the kids. Uh, the best joke, one of the best jokes in any movie ever is when he holds up that circle with the coffee stain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just holds up a circle and a, and a napkin. Yeah. He goes, kids. you know, for the kids. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. I, love that. I love that scene where, where, where the, the, they got in the store and like the sticker price keeps going down, and it's like yeah. buy buy one get five free or yeah. something like that. And then they, they all all the kids are out of school and they're running down the street. And this little weirdo kid has it because it came out. And, you know, he picks it up, and he starts playing with it. And all the kids stop. They go, 
I go running for the yeah back of the store and they, they pick you see the the, the fast motion it's like, all of them coming up ten dollars a piece yeah the, it's so funny it's it's, it's great it's well done because you see him like disheveled in his office and they have that like ticker tape stock market thing coming out and it's like yeah and he's just like oh what do I do and then Jennifer Jason Lee is playing like this very very New York reporter. She's playing, she's basically Maud from Big Lebowski. Yeah. The proto Maud. And she's playing that character from the 40s. Of that, ah, quick talking sassy girl. Yeah. Let's run you in, sucker. Look at it. There's a great scene where she's she's trying to relate to him. So she she's like, what college? He's like, what college did you go to? And she says the college he went to. And he's like, oh. And he starts singing. And she's like, ah. Yeah. She sings, yeah. She's trying to catch up with words. It's um, oh, what, the the clockmaker oh. guy who can stop time as he's jumping through the window. Yes, yeah. It's a bizarre. But yes. Yeah, this, this is their Frank Capra. Yeah. Their Frank Capra movie. No, you're right. And, it's it's and, Frank Capra and, meets uh, Brazil. Right, and because Frank Capra would always have like the Clarence the Angel, and at the end you have Charles Dun- uh, Charles uh, um, Charles During oh, comes down. Charles Durning. It's, the literally... angel, it's, it's a hilarious part. We, and I love that part where where uh, the, the other guy goes, I, we can't do this. And he runs. He tries to jump out the window. He goes, and, and uh, good old, uh, good old. Uh, uh, Paul Newman. Paul Newman goes, punch glass. I have a stall the other day. Yeah. Oh, God, it was funny. My I wife laughed hysterically when I was watching that movie during that scene. Oh, that's funny. She, all she saw was that. Movie, yeah. I was like, yeah. And I was like, right because I knew it was going to happen. I go, all right, so that, that the, his boss just jumped out the window previously. Right. And I set that up and waited for the scene to happen. <laughs> she started laughing, like, when he... <laughs> Plexiglass. Yeah, that's funny. Paul was great in that movie. And I guess they said they waited 10 years for Paul Newman to say yes on that movie. Worth Paul it. Newman, Paul Newman said he didn't want to do comedy. He didn't know if he could do it. And they said, it's fine. We're going to wait, because Jack Nicholson could have got that part, too. That was another person. Because they were going to make <clears throat> that movie in the 80s. They were going to make that movie after Blood Simple. I'm glad they waited, honestly. Wow. Because they got Tim weird. Robbins. Tim Robbins wouldn't have been in that role in 84, no. 85, no. whatever. No. Like it, who fucking knows who it would have been? But it would have been just a drastically different movie. They wouldn't have been as precise. They wouldn't have got Charles Dering. They would, it would have been a very different movie. And Paul right. Newman is a big part of that because he plays the bad guy. Yeah, he's fucking great. And I, I he's really he he smokes fifty five really cigars in this movie. Yes, he does. If you're in the cigars, this is a cigar movie. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, that's my number four. Number five, though. That's your your number four. Number four was Hut Sucker, oh, right? No, it's, yeah, Hut Sucker was number four. Okay, yeah. my number four is Raising Arizona. Yes, my number five was Raising Arizona. So yeah, we just we swapped. Yeah, very yeah, close. Yeah. Raising Arizona is, is is one of the best comics ever made, probably. It really is. Yeah. I, um, I'm i not going to argue with you. It's uh, it's the first comedy I watched and became alive. Yeah. Good. Oh, so interesting it might, side note there. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so Raising Arizona, you know, the, the, the dad, the, the uh, Ed, Ed Jr.'s father, the guy that had the furniture store. Yeah. So he was an actor that was in everything from like 1985 to 89. Like he was a Texas actor. I guess um, Brett Spiner knew him. 
He went to school with him, and he was they were both fellow actors. She died right after I think Raising Arizona. So he was going to be in a bunch of like he was a he was going to be like a character actor that would be in everything, and he was only like forty years old. He just looked old. He was the kind of guy that was young, but he could play sixty years old. I'm trying to find him screen. here. Who? It's not Nathan Junior. Uh, I'm talking about watch swapping. Boy. Yeah, Trey Wilson. Trey Wilson. He yeah. died. He was in Twins. Bull Durham. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Listen Everything. to this top four: Raising Arizona, yeah. Bull Durham, Twins, Married to the Mob. Yeah. That's a solid top four. He's in all, every single big eight, like eight late to early nineties. His first movie's FX. No, sorry, I, that's not accurate. That's where it stopped. FX. He's in. Right. From '76 on. What happened to Class 65? Vampire Hookers, Dallas, Lord of the Rings, that... Oh, my God. Yeah, they're... Not that Lord of the Rings. No, different. Uh, and last thing was... Yeah, you're right. He died in 89 at age 40. Wow, I did that's not know that. Yeah, no, that's what Brett Spire told me that. He didn't tell me that. He said the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, heard it. And, I talked uh, to like, Brett... Oh Cerebral hemorrhage. Oh, my God. Yeah, sad. Like he was... That is depressing as hell. He was going to be. He was on his way, just being in every movie as a character actor, and the guy could play any part. Well, can I and say this? The film "Sounds of the Lambs" was dedicated to Trey Wilson. Really? Yeah, he must have done some incredible favor, or it was like a best oh. friends with. Well, yeah, Demi did. Demi married to the mom. Yeah, that's why I he must have loved him. Oh, interesting. Like interesting. One of those actors wow. that just everyone loves. Yeah, it's. Yeah, Raising Arizona is possibly the earliest just... earliest movie memory for me. Really? Okay. Which is partially where the Cage Fascinated started. Oh, like, of course. Like, like it's it's Raising Arizona. I watched. I can't even tell you how much it's. It wasn't uh, consistent like yeah, Ghostbusters, but... but it was like I've. Like I fucking love Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, it's great, son. You have a panty on your head. <laughs> The scene with William Forsyth and John Goodman eating cereal at the bar yes. of his yes. trailer is a non... Who cares about that? I love it. I That's love wonderful. that scene more than most movies. Why don't you breastfeed him? <laughs> William Forsyth. Why don't you breastfeed him? Because he's like... He's got, he's got ice, milk dripping frosty. down his chin oh, while yeah. he says that line. <laughs> eating eating cornflakes, pouring sugar on it, eating milk. And it's smoking, <laughs> smoking and eating cereal. John Goodman, yeah. Time. Oh, fucking love it. This is so uh, The scene where him and John Goodman free for themselves from prison is mud. It's so dramatic. And the scene, oh, my, my wife was laughing hysterically at the scene where they're driving and they're like, yeah, talking about the baby because they have the baby now. I'm like, yeah, the baby. Yeah, yeah. Where's the baby? And they realized right. the last place they put it was on top of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the scenes. He's punching the scene. <laughs> oh, it's great. What did you do? I'm, ah! I'm four, almost 40 years old. I'm, st- I'm like crying thinking about that oh, scene right so now. I was talking about it. Oh, it is. It's so good. It really it's should so be good. like my number one. Yeah. But we're, we're talking about the Coen brothers here. Yeah. As far as funny goes, it is the Coen Brothers' funniest movie. Oh, absolutely, I think. Well, next to Big Lebowski. Yes, that's. I paused there at the end of that sentence, yes, but I think great. visually this movie's funnier. Right. Big Lebowski's funnier with dialogue. 
way right, funnier yeah. with dialogue. Right. Visually, more, not as funny. Yeah. Well, Ranger Zero is more like a, a Warner Brothers cartoon. It is. It is so goddamn hilarious, though. And, and, and just the way Nicolas Cage acts, and the way he, just the noises he makes, ah, 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 where he's getting crushed. He's getting, he's getting bear hugged by the by Tex Cobb. The scene where Tex Cobb shows up and throws the knife, and Nick Cage yeah. goes with a board, and, and he just looks at him. <laughs> he looks at the knife, and then and comes at him. So Again, this is this started my love for Nick Cage. Oh, and when he, when he goes up in the trailer to hit John, uh, John Goodman, and he scrapes his knuckles on the sleeve. Ah! <laughs> Remember that? Oh yeah, that fight in the trailer is hilarious. Yeah, everything's yeah, goddamn good. hilarious about it, and I love the uh, Randall Tex Cobb introduction because it's he's on a motorcycle and it's just like this creepy yeah. cam, and it goes up the ladder and it goes into the yeah. room. Yeah, it's it's oh my god, it, it is. A very underrated movie. What does this have on IMDb? 7.3. It's got to be 7.3. Wow. It has to be at least an 8.5. I give it a 9. Yeah, it's, it's solid. That's 145,000 reviews, though. So 7.3 is not that bad. But, like, I give it more. But I, it's, it is fantastic. It, it's, uh, I think even now, if you were to watch this fresh, not having grown up on it like oh, I did, absolutely. I think you'll fucking love it. I think this is one of those you got to go look up first reaction YouTube clips, and I'm sure people who watch this movie yeah. would love it and be like, "Oh, this is fucking great! What is this?" Um, I, I would love to hear your reaction to watching that. So see if there are some of those. Oh yeah, well I've been watching them, and I don't think they've done, they've done No Country for Old Men. Put in a done... request. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to those people. Why not? I don't, I don't like talking to people online. We'll do it, and then I'll tell them we'll play their reaction here on the show. <laughs> Very good. Number three. Oh. oh, well, real quick. There I think are, we're tied on, I think there, we're tied to number three. Real quick. There are, there's a, a I don't want to say like franchise, but there's like four or five places out here called Raising Arizona. Really? And guess what they are? Chicken place. They are a, like a preschool daycare center. Oh, interesting. And I drive by and I'm like, you know that movie's about kidnapping children, right? And they were successfully kidnapped. Maybe don't name your name your building after that if you're going to watch our kids. Uh-huh. And that's all I can think about with that. <clears throat> but it is... Am, am I wrong? Yeah, it's an odd way. But yeah, it's kind of... You know, <laughs> okay. If it was Raising Arizona Chicken, I get it. Raising Arizona Child Protection Care. I don't know in about a, that one. Named after a movie about child abduction in which it was successful. They steal that kid and keep it. Hey, Nathan Jr. Nathan Jr.'s out there somewhere. Age 40, RIP. Sorry, go ahead with your number two. Age 40. No, number three. Uh, number three. Are I you fucking serious? Number three. Number three. Okay. Because No Country was number two, remember? I swapped those out. Uh, well, I know you're number one now. And it, this used to be my number one. But I'm, I'm being very honest about oh! it. Num- so my one, number oh, three okay. used to be my number one, but I have yeah. been, I've, I've rewatched it several times since then, and now I'm like, it is kind of falling behind the other ones. Okay. My number three is Miller's Crossing, obviously. Yes, all right, very good. Y- you know, we used to have this discussion, Miller's Crossing was my number one for the longest time. Yeah. And I, 
again, it's the, it's the Coen brothers. It could it could switch up to number one at any time. Yeah. It really could. But Miller's Crossing is fan fucking tastic. I love I I love this movie. I was the only one that had this as a number one Coen brothers movie for the longest time. Yeah. Because until now. Yeah, now you are. <laughs> but That's my number one. Yeah, number, number but one. Miller's yeah. Crossing is just goddamn great. It's it's very John Turturro. Yeah. Gabriel Byrne. Look, look into your heart. Look into your heart. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to mess with Bernie Bernbaugh and Albert Finney, who's playing the Irish Mafia. And then you got uh, Marcia Gay Harding, who's just who's a girlfriend. Who gets smacked around for the whole movie. Oh, it's great. It's just wonderful. <laughs> this is wonderful. And again, it's their version of a, of a 1930s gangster war Brothers yeah. movie. It's fucking great. My favorite scene in that entire movie is when what is his name? Mar- Mike Starr. He's they okay. They yeah. have they have Gabriel Byrne That's in the right, room yeah. and they're sitting there talking to him. And then they're gonna beat the shit out of him and they're gonna get torture him for uh, for information. And he like he talk he walks over all the way over to the to the get to his coat and grabs something. Comes yeah. back, grabs his brass knuckles, comes all the way back, and then Gabriel Byrne goes to the chair. He's like, oh Christ, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. almost like why. <laughs> Really hurt, and he walks out of the room. Yeah, he walks. And, the other guy and then that other guy with the pulls up his sleeves comes in. Yeah. <laughs> this is the reason it was number one on my list for the longest time, but I can't deny the fact that I'd rather watch Big Lebowski or Fargo. I, I can't at a certain point. So your number two, number one is uh, Fargo. Number two Lebowski. is Fargo. Number one is Big Lebowski. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, again, like Big Lebowski. The only reason I don't have it higher is because I, it's not. To me, it's just it's more of a comedy more than, than a real movie. It's not really it doesn't count as a movie. I kind of qualify as what would I rather watch the most? That's that was kind of oh, sure, on yeah. my list. Yeah. What do I yeah. love watching the most? Right. It, it used to be uh, Miller's Crossing because I was I would introduce people to this movie. Yeah, because nobody had fucking heard of it, and I'm like, right? It's, yeah. Are you serious? Like, watch this thing, and then me and my friends yeah. in high school would love it and watch it, and you know, film school yeah. I did the same thing with you guys, like. Let's watch yeah. this. Like that was my movie of choice. Oh yeah, but it's you know since then I just I don't watch it that much. It is definitely in my top twenty-five movies, though. Sure, yeah. But wh- why do you love this movie so much? I'm, I'm curious what about it catches your attention. Why it's number well, just one? The, it, the, just the way it's its originality and the way it moves and the way it's just like it's a. You know, it, he's basically playing every angle, and he's ahead of the game because he knows what he's doing, and that's the whole point. And I mean, sure, it's just such a disbelief in that, but it's again, it, Byrne is so good in it, and the cast is just so good. Everybody in this movie is top notch. Just, just, it's and it's I don't know, there's just something about it. It's a nineteen, it's really turned out nineteen ninety for God's yeah. sake, and they don't make good, movies good like fellows year. Yeah, it's just such an odd, you know, a weird time for movies where. Two things. Miller's Crossing comes out, and the same Dark Man, same year with Sam Raimi. It's just like all these movies. Came Dick out. Tracy, Dick Tracy, the, the throwback Dark movies. Man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the era of the those those three movies, movies were like nineteen forties gangster movies. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, real quick, I have two things. One of them is I love how much Tom Reagan gets the shit kicked out of him. Yes, Every yes, single yes. scene he's in, even with women. He gets yeah. the shit kicked out of him and has to like carry his bloody self to the next scene. <laughs> That's right, part of the yeah, reason yeah. I love and the movie so much. Yeah. Again, this is another movie I grew up on. 
Yeah. Um, not quite as much as like Raising Arizona or Hudsucker Proxy. Right. This yeah. is a movie I watched slightly after those, even though it's earlier it came out. It's just something I caught right. later. Right. But I yeah. started watching this. I'm like, God, this is fucking hilarious. Like it's it's a funny move. It's a funny movie without being a comedy. It's always it's always you always forget that Steve Buscemi is the the bellhop proxy. Yeah, is is the is the uh, proxy for Bernie Birnbaum's body because Bernie Birnbaum oh, yeah. killed him and shot him in the face. Yeah, Jesus, Tom, we shed one in the heart <laughs> when they John Turturro. John Turturro is supposed to be killed by Tom, who's Gabriel Byrne. He doesn't kill him. He lets him go. John Turturro gets free. Immediately kills Steve Buscemi and puts him in his clothes and puts him in the woods with like yeah. several bullets in his face and lets him rot. Yeah. And so later on, the gangsters think that Tom did that to him. And he's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but Tom, is, Tom on the way, a walk over there is like stopping and vomiting because he thinks he's about right, to get yeah, killed. Yeah. And what about the Dane? He goes, there's nothing out here. Yeah, they keep saying that. Yeah, One Dane. guy just wants to kill him. Yeah, well, uh. Dane hates him. And he should because he's going to... He he uh, gets his, well, he gets that he gets his fucking face smashed in with a shovel from the from the fireplace. Yeah, by that character actor, which uh, J. E. Freeman cool gets killed by uh, uh, yeah. John Polito, and then he got it's... killed by AIDS years later. Yeah, but he beats the shit out of him and kills him. <laughs> well, tell the boys two in the brain. But I also love the scene. Um. Albert Finney, the scene yeah. where he's in his oh, yeah. in his office and he hears them and he jumps out of bed and he hears them come yeah, in yeah. and he jumps. Albert Finney, the Tommy guy. Kill, he kills every single person inside his house. Jumps out on the roof, yeah. and then and jumps on the yard and then shoots the car until it hits a tree. And he's just like so funny. He's like such a badass, and it's like God he damn, finishes, dude. He finishes the cigar. I, he I the cigar. honestly, it's one of the better mafia movies ever made. Yeah. I can't. I like it better than. Do I like it better than Goodfellas? Yeah, I like it better than Goodfellas. Well, I would say that. I would. I would say it's a genre film. I would say Goodfellas is more or less a, 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 more of a biopic history. Movie. I don't like this, this is... more than Casino, though. Oh, interesting. I well, go, it's the same thing. Casino, same thing, same idea. Casino, like Miller's Crossing, movie. Goodfellas, I would say. Miller's Crossing is fiction, whereas Casino is true story, and so is Goodfellas. I mean, it's, it embellishes, obviously, but... You know. I don't care about what really happened in real life. I care about the movie I'm watching. I understand that. Yeah, I'm just saying... No, I I, no. I love this... Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you for no, having number one. Crossing's solid. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you, for your number one, though, you've been Lebowski, which, again, we, we've talked about that forever. My number two is Fargo. Fargo, yeah, that's a good one. We haven't talked about Fargo at all. And Fargo's good, but Fargo gets all the credit, I think. It's too much credit. It does. And that's why I put it low on my list, is because I like it. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong. And every time I watch it, I like it even more. But it's like, there's other movies that are just a little bit better than that one but they all get ignored because for some reason it's, it's the accents and it tricks people into thinking it's like this interesting indie movie like oh yeah I, well oh there yeah it's like okay yeah but that's that's the that's like a part of the movie it's not the movie no i i i can see why i'd say that but for me i never give a sh- i grew up in that accent i'm fucking sick oh, of it I, so I, I come from a well, very 100 yeah, yeah, the opposite opinion 
where I, I, I disc, I go fuck those accents. So I'm already subtracting from the movie. Oh wow! So then I go, I the performance is it. This is a performance movie. Oh yeah, and yeah. it is a story movie. Well, it also has your favorite character actor of all time. It has several of my favorite characters. Yeah, you're right though. It, oh, gee, Marge. I I call my oh. dog Marge because of this guy. <laughs> I'm gonna make you some. You're right. It does. It does have my favorite character actor of all time. I can't yeah. deny that. And it is one of my That's favorite. Fine. Yeah, when fine. he come when he comes yeah. downstairs, when she wakes up at oh. three in the morning from a call from Lou, yeah, uh, he goes, "Oh, let me wake. Oh, let me get up. I'll get you some breakfast." She goes, "No, go back to sleep." He's like, "No, no, you need your breakfast." No, Margie, you need your Margie. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a mal. He's painting duck pictures. Yeah. Oh, your paintings are so much better. Oh, I don't know. But I don't think of that. Too much. Oh, maybe we could put it on the are. the stamp. Let's talk about putting on stamps. <laughs> like, yeah. It is. Uh, I will say this. As a Midwesterner, I could tell from that movie the Coen brothers are also Midwesterners. I didn't know right, who they yeah, were before they that. Yeah. So I could tell when I saw this. I'm like, they're from the area. Right. And turns out they are. They're from, they're from uh, Minnesota, which is yeah. the fucking, you know, very, very close. Yeah. But it, it's just a movie where I love the plot. Every single character catches your attention. It, it's just a... I think it's a perfect movie. I really do. Miller's Crossing, oh, yeah. Fargo, and Big Lebowski, I think, are perfect movies. You're not wrong. No Country for All Men. There's probably four I'll put in there as perfect movies. Yeah. No, I would, yeah, I would agree. Hotel Tucker Proxy, I will not say is a perfect movie. No. Brother there Rars, is, yeah. Old Brother Rockdown, not a perfect movie. The, 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 those four, though, I would say are right. perfect movies. Yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, Raising Arizona. Yeah. I put that as a perfect movie. Been, if, for perfect. what they're going for, they yeah, fucking nailed it. I haven't. There's no mistakes in what they're going for. Yeah. So they got five there's movies. there's no other movie like it. Yeah. I mean, you know it's a great movie when no one has ever, ever come close to kind of making a version of it. Like, it's no. never... It's never been copied because I don't think nobody has to, knows how to do it. People have tried it's... to replicate Fargo. And failed miserably. Oh, yes. There's yes, that so terrible, uh, what's her name from the Matrix movie? Um, Carrie Ann Moss. She did a movie like 2004 or 5 called like Suspect Zero or something. It's, they tried to do Fargo sort of thing and it fucking failed. Yeah, but that's like failed. a serious no, movie but they, serial killer, isn't it? No, but it, they tried to go the Fargo route with that sort of storyline and that sort of setting and it failed miserably. Hmm. It just, you have to be people who love the setting and then go from there. You also have to be talented. Because if they just love the setting and that was it, it would fail. But right. it's, this movie couldn't be made by anyone other than the Coen Brothers movie. Coen Brothers. Right. Like, they, yeah. they had to make this movie. It's one of those. Raising Arizona is the same way. And that's why the perfect movies that they have in the list are those movies. Someone right. else could have made Old Brother Art that one and been fine. Like it would have been yeah. not as good, but it would have been fine. But those four, right, yeah. those five movies that we mentioned need to be made by them. You're Otherwise, right. no they would have fucking sucked. We had Big Lebowski. I mean, who could... No it would have sucked. Big Lebowski would have been no. Big Trouble. That Mark Wahlberg movie, right. which, which is fun, but not. it's, yeah. it's okay. I'm going to forget about it 20 minutes later. Yeah. Number one, Big Lebowski. Yeah, again. Perfect. I get, I get why you hide it in your list. You're trying to... Distance yourself for no reason. I don't see why you're trying to hide it. Well, no, no, no. It's just I, I just wanted Miller's Crossing to do. 
I know. And, yeah, Big Lebowski. Yeah. I've seen, but I've seen Big Lebowski like five million times. So it's like, yeah, obviously it's my favorite, but at yeah. the same time, it's like that's why I'm. I, I la- it's a funny movie. It's a, one of the best comedies ever made. You know. I put it number like four on my best comedies of all time. Right. But it is a perfect movie. When he traces, yeah. when he goes over to Jackie Treehorn's paper, uh, pen and paper, and goes, yeah. and it's a dick. Yeah. That's all you need in that movie. That's that's it's the perfect oh, it's setup. Cool. And then Jeff uh, Jeff Lebowski, <laughs> and just stares at him like, "What? You hey, fucking Jackie, fascist? How's the smut business?" It's it's the most quotable movie of all time. It really is. I mean. We're not going to discuss it any much further because we discussed it our entire fucking We've lives. Done, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's but, been done for that movie. Yeah, I really do think the Coen brothers have five perfect movies where yeah, the movies would not be really much fun if they didn't do them. No, yeah. It's Big Lebowski, Fargo, Miller's Crossing, Raising Arizona, and No Country for Old Men. I think they would suck if they didn't do them. The rest of them right. on the list are great, but, you know... Whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're doing next, but I think I do think you should watch Tragedy of Macbeth. I want to. I, I need to do that. You it's know. just Apple. I don't have Apple TV. I just didn't bother. I don't really want Apple TV because I don't want anything they have on there. Yeah, I don't blame you. None of their content <laughs> interests me. I like yes. I like Servant, so I, I have Apple TV. Right, yeah. It's um. You know what I realized today is Joel Cohen was born the same year my dad was. Wow! Yeah, nineteen fifty-four. Some and then uh, some psychological profiling going on. Ethan here. Cohen was born uh, three years later. Wow! Okay. Uh, so anyway, crazy. yeah, watch Miller's Crossing. I, I guess is our point. Yes, please. If we could have a number one between us both, Miller's Crossing. Yeah, go watch it. It's wonderful. What do you want to do next week, Dick? We're doing 30 Days a Night for this show. Okay. But what, what other show do you want to do for the, for the pre, pre this show? I'm going to do Anthology, another Twilight Zone, Nick Cage. Um, I'm wondering if we could do Anthology, but find a different show that we haven't watched. Okay. Like like a show that that's you know like we used to do like the, just the random episode of the monsters we just something random some random anthology show. I have plenty of that, so we'll discuss later. I won't yeah, waste just, any just time roll on this the show. Dice. But, yeah, yeah, just for fun, something different. All right, we'll look into that. Um, yeah. Next week on this show, thirty days a night. You chose that. Okay. That, that episode one thirty one. Yeah, yeah it sounds good. Again, another movie I love way too much. But we'll get into that next week. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick, dick, it, no God. So long! My favorite movie quote of all time. Citizens! (laughs) No God. No God. (laughs) Uh. Anyway. Bye-bye.